This is the 10,000 Depositions Later podcast, episode 50. I'm Jim Garrity. Today's episode, do you have a predictable deposition profile? Today we'll focus on how you go about conducting a deposition, how you begin, how you structure the different segments of your deposition examinations, the preliminary stuff, the background questions, substantive questions, and questions about damages, how you ask the key questions about specific types of claims, and whether you ask the same question the same way every time. I call this your deposition profile. It's the cluster of techniques and behaviors that make up your deposition style. Most litigators have a deposition profile. It can vary from lawyer to lawyer, but the deposition profile for individual lawyers rarely changes. Once lawyers settle into a deposition approach, what I call their profile, for the most part, they stick with it. So let me ask you some questions. When you prepare to conduct depositions, do you always follow the same general approach? In other words, do you always start when you're taking a deposition with an overview of the deposition process, with instructions to the deponent about answering questions, about asking for clarification, asking whether there's anything that would cause the witness to be unable to testify truthfully, and so on. Do you then always move immediately to background questions? Then maybe take a break. Then do you move to documents and maybe a lunch break? And then to substantive questions about the witness's beliefs, opinions, views. Then maybe an afternoon break. And then to damages. If you follow the same order all the time, or nearly all the time, has the thought ever crossed your mind that your approach has become predictable? If you're predictable, has it ever crossed your mind that opposing lawyers may be using that predictability to help prepare their clients against you? Has the thought ever crossed your mind that opposing lawyers may be conducting mock examination of their clients because of your predictability? in a way that precisely mirrors how your actual deposition will proceed? Do you think that opposing witnesses have a greater comfort level in approaching a deposition with you, even if the witness has never met you, because of your predictability? Do you think a greater comfort level on the part of opposing lawyers that know your approach, your deposition profile, provides them an advantage against you, however big or small, coming into the deposition? Do you think this predictability helps alleviate what would otherwise be significant anxiety on the part of a deponent who's about to go up against you? Now, do you think you could strip away that advantage by changing up your routine from time to time, by jumping aggressively to difficult substantive questions right at the outset, by using that first session in the deposition to press the witness on the most critical questions. Most depositions go for at least an hour in the first segment before anyone asks for a break. If the witness can't take a legitimate break for at least an hour, what advantage might you gain by pressing that witness aggressively? Knowing that for at least 60 minutes, the witness has no credible way to get out of the deposition room into the hallway or parking lot and map out a plan with their counsel. From my experience, many lawyers conducting a deposition will spend the first few hours on background and general documents. Often the real heat doesn't come until after a lunch break 
depending on your practice area, of course. Some depositions are exceedingly short. I don't practice in the area of workers' compensation law, but I have friends in the legal community that do, and I know those depositions often run just an hour or two. So these notions really don't apply to depositions where there are a very limited number of issues and where the depositions are typically exceedingly short. But have you ever considered changing the order in which you approach things with deponents to catch witnesses off guard, to prevent them from settling in, to prevent them from developing a comfort level against you, to prevent deponents from discussing the tougher questions during lunch and being fully prepared when they come back? If you haven't considered changing your deposition profile, the real question is, why not? Without being critical, what role do you think an adversary's predictability plays in the outcome of a conflict with you? Have you become predictable? Can adversaries conduct highly effective mock depositions for their clients because those opposing counsels can perfectly mirror your style and approach? I can tell you that that's exactly what I do. In my specialized line of work, there may be 50 or fewer lawyers that I regularly see and they come in from New York, Washington, Chicago, Atlanta, Miami, Dallas, wherever. But over time, their style of examination, the order in which they do things, the frequency with which they take breaks, the length of their depositions, how hard they press witnesses, how easily they allow deponents to get away with answers that aren't responsive, all become part of each lawyer's deposition profile. And when we conduct mock examinations for our clients, we're able to perfectly mirror those lawyers' approaches. Like the military says, practice the way you fight, so we do. If I know that a given lawyer is going to be conducting the deposition of my client, I will prepare that client in a way that perfectly matches the deposition profile of the examiner. It allows me to offer my clients a perfect representation of their upcoming deposition experience. So think about this in terms of your deposition profile, so to speak. Imagine if a country going to war always started by moving their planes and tanks and ships in a particular way. Imagine a football team that always follows the exact same series of plays throughout the entire game. Imagine a baseball pitcher who has only one type of pitch and it's always the same. In fact, that's one of the better examples to think about. Most pitchers have an array of different pitches they can throw to keep a batter off balance. A predictable profile, predictable pitching profile in that respect, would be disastrous, obviously. Indeed, not only do professional pitchers have many different types of pitches, but they also have some that are camouflaged so that one type of pitch actually looks like another to the batter. That kind of pitch is called the changeup. It's intended to look like a fastball coming at the batter at high speed when it's actually traveling at a much lower speed, causing the batter to swing earlier than he or she would and miss the ball. And that has value as an analogy, not just in your deposition profile, but even in the questions you ask. If you tend to ask the same questions on the same types of issues, the ability to prepare against you becomes even stronger. But if the way you ask questions, the way you approach certain issues changes with regularity, it will obviously become more difficult for adversaries to prepare effectively against you. They'll have to guess and they'll likely guess wrong. You know that most witnesses come into the deposition room with considerable anxiety. Do you take advantage of that? 
or do you allow the deponent to settle in and become comfortable because you save the tough questions for hour three or hour number four? Do you vary your style of examination? Do you give thought to camouflaging your most common questions so the witness doesn't know exactly what's coming? Do you ever launch your most aggressive substantive attack on the deponent the moment the deposition is underway, giving them no opportunity whatsoever to settle in? Have you ever gathered the most mundane information that you always get, address, phone number, prior lawsuits, bankruptcy, criminal convictions, at the end of a deposition? And if you've never shifted the mundane stuff to the end of a deposition, here's a question for you. Why not? And if you've never struck like lightning the moment the deposition is underway, here's another question for you. Why not? My closing thought is this. If you're listening to this podcast, if you've taken the trouble to subscribe and listen, if you're a purchaser of the books, you're obviously a litigator aiming for superior deposition skills. So appreciating that you do have a deposition profile, and we all do, is another way to rise to the top of the deposition game. And changing that profile from time to time will help you get there and stay there. Thanks for listening.